Hey, what's up, people? So, today we have on Tori. I'm probably going to pronounce his last name um, terribly wrong, even though he just told me because we just kind of ended our um, recording deal. Jelinek? Tori Jelinek? Or Jelinek? Um, sorry if I'm pronouncing your name right wrong, dude. Um, you can find him at Tori Jelinek. On Instagram, uh, super cool dude. He's building... Oh, no, he's had a Mustang. He's doing some upgrades to it this season. It's a uh, 95 Mustang... Or 94 Mustang. And he just got probably one of the better sponsors to have. He got actually a beer sponsor. So I don't know if he gets free beer. That'd be kind of fucking... That'd be pretty sweet. At least for me. Um... But he's out of the Pacific Northwest. He's going to be running the Evergreen Drift Pro-Am Series this year. He ran a little bit of grassroots before uh, taking second place. And now he's going to be running up in Pro-Am and seeing where he stacks up against everyone else and possibly gain his Pro-2 license. Um, but thank you guys for listening and enjoy the show. Hello? Yo. Oh, that works a lot better. Yeah, that's better. All right, sweet, man. Cool. What's going on? How you doing? Oh, uh, you know, what's going? Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So what's up, dude? Uh, thank you for the beer, by the way. I actually just cracked yeah. it open. Did it? Uh, did it make it there without blowing up? Uh, it did not blow up. Uh, I threw him in the freezer about an hour ago. Shoot, you're cutting out already, man. Dude, it might be you, buddy. I just pl- unplugged into my internet. I wonder if it's uh, I wonder if it's my Wi-Fi because I'm not hardwired in. Yeah, that's what I learned. I had to hardwire in every time in order to get it to work correctly. At least on my end. Yeah, I keep losing you. Okay. You want I think to... it's every about every time you talk, it just cuts out. It hates I me. assume it's on my side. I, I, I don't even know if you can hear me because I can't hear you at all. I can hear you, but I hear you cut in and out. Hello? Yep. Yeah, see, I, I only get you for a second, but right as you uh, say something back to me, I can't hear you. And then if you don't talk, I can hear like your background noise, but that's it. Huh. How about now? Can you hear me? I can hear you there. You're cutting in and out. I can hear you come through in and out. Oh, that's weird, because I can hear you fine now. Huh. Here, should I, here, let me take my headphones out. Hang on. How's that? I can hear you. Can you hear me? It's, it's, it's pretty staticky. Yeah, it does sound real staticky coming from you. Oh, now it's cutting out again. Huh, it might be my computer. I don't know if that's the case, though. Nope, it might have been me. You think so? Is it good now? Uh, it's definitely better. Uh, Want to try your headphones again? Because you sound not so great. I'd have to use the microphone on there. Oh, uh, right. How about now? I can hear you. 
I can hear you fine. There's a little bit of static, but I noticed. I was trying to see where that's coming from. Um, this whole time, huh? I can I can definitely hear you this whole time though. Oh, okay. Uh, you're cutting out a little bit, but mine might be this cord I have that I have to get a better one. I got like a five dollar one from Amazon, so. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't expect much when it comes to Amazon things. I mean, some stuff's good, but. Yeah, I, you know, I ordered some bolts from there. Yeah. Did all right. So what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Um, doing good, man. Just waiting for uh, waiting for my car to come back from uh, my fabrication buddy, and then uh, I'm gonna get started on it. What are you getting done over there for your car? So, uh, my good buddy, Luis. So, I mean, I can weld. I can weld on a couple brackets here and there, but I don't trust my welds for anything else. I know better than that. And uh, my buddy, Luis, he's a he's a part-time, you know, fabricator. He's been doing it for a while. He actually, uh, he did the whole cage and all the stuff on Matt Van Kirk's Pro Car. Oh, nice. Um, so, same guy. And he, uh, he's doing a rear, a tube rear and a fuel cell enclosure for my car and he is redoing my door bars oh, okay uh i just had just diagonal door bars basically an x before and uh it was hard for my fat ass to get in and out of there so he's uh he's kind of running them out you know the nascar style towards the door a little bit more to give me some more room yeah i think i'm gonna have to do the same with my car yeah it's uh yeah i uh i went and saw what he did already and it's like Dude, there's so much more room now. Nice. And for the yeah. people that don't know you, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, who you are, what you do. Yeah, so my name's Tori Jelanek, and I am uh, I'm a pro-am drifter up here in the Pacific Northwest at uh, Evergreen Speedway. I um, I work as a design engineer by the day, working uh, working for Boeing, and uh, I enjoy drifting as a as a hobby, and I'm really getting into it this year. Nice. How long have you been driving? So, my first time drifting on the track was April of 2016. So, only uh, just shy of three years. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I saw so, it I mean, 2016 I've, too. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been driving you know, and drifting on the streets ever since I got my first Mustang back, you know, in 2007. But, uh, you know, first did, Mustang? Uh, it's, it's, it's actually, I still have it. It's actually the same exact color, uh, and, uh, body style as the one I have now. It's a, it was a 95 Mustang GT. Uh, oh, okay. And then my drift car is a 94 Mustang GT, same color, Rio red. And what what uh what engine package do you have in there? Do you have just the stock power plant? Yeah, so I uh, I did. So we just finished up. You know, last season I was I was running in our grassroots up here at Evergreen. We have a grassroots uh, division and we have a program division. So it's kind of just like uh, 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 Lone Stars. They have their uh, street. What do they call that? Uh, like their street legal something. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of just like that. Uh, of 93 competitors, I ended up in second place, and uh, I went through, I went from the stock 5-liter 
uh, motor to a supercharged, a Vortex supercharged 5 liter, mm-hmm. and blew that up in between one of the rounds, and then swapped over to a, a built 351 Windsor. Nice. And uh, basically made that last all the way till the last round. I ran the whole last round uh, with the motor knocking. Mm. So I uh, I was able to make it through, so that's cool. Yeah, that works. You said a Windsor, right? <laughs> yeah, 351 Windsor is what, uh, is what I had in it last, and that's we're going to be switching it up for this season. Uh, the 351, was that like a stroker of some kind, or was that just an actual? I don't know a whole lot about the Ford power plants. So the stock uh, 9495 Mustang GTs came with a 5 liter 302. Correct. And That's then, what I was asking. Yeah, yeah. And then a the 351 Windsor came in the 95 Cobra R's. So, you know, there's only like, was it like a thousand of them made or whatever? Yeah. So all of the harness and everything just plugs in perfectly fine for a 351 Windsor. So they came in like the 90s, mid-90s uh, F250s. Mm-hmm. So you know, trucks like that. Oh, okay. That's a, basically a 5.8 liter. Uh, you got any goodies done to it? or just? Uh, it was a uh, cam, heads, uh, intake. So it was mildly built. Um, you know, pistons, nothing too special. It put out 350 rear wheel and 390 torque. Not bad. Yeah, so coming through the majority of the season, actually, I'd be I believe got me through four rounds, and I think what happened is I just got a little too hot and it started started knocking. Well, actually, I take that back. I thought that's what had happened, but once we tore it down, we think the previous machine that was done on the block was a little too tight for tolerances. Oh, okay. So I think. Uh, Started having a piston slap and kind of ate itself away. Gotcha. That, yeah. I haven't personally had that issue yet, but I've heard a lot yeah. about people having it in the past. And uh, so, you, did you grow up like a Mustang guy or something? You guys are you know, a Ford family? Uh, for the most part, I mean, my family we always had Fords, Ford trucks, and whatnot. And uh, I actually got my first job out of high school was at Les Schwab up here in my area and all of my buddies, I had like three buddies at West Club that had Mustangs. Mm. And uh one of my best buddies, Aaron, who helps me out uh with my drift car, he kinda, you know, pushed me towards the Mustangs and and my uh, other good buddy Joey, he kinda had a uh, Fox body growing up. Yeah. And uh we would be ripping that thing around in high school and putting it in ditches and pulling it out and that's kinda that's kinda what got me into Mustangs and I picked up my first one uh and kinda was hooked from there. Nice, nice. And then, uh, so you said you did the uh, Evergreen Drift, like their street class, right? How long did you compete in that for? So I ran uh, 2016. I, I wasn't even going to drive at all competitively. I uh, I bought the car, got the car for a 1000 bucks for a V8 five-speed, you know, rear-wheel drive car. And I wasn't going to compete, but... Um, my friend who owns a uh, race shop up here was basically like, hey, you know, I'll pay for all your tires and entry fees and you can go compete. And I'm like, uh, okay, fine. You know, if you're going to pay for it, sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. In 2016, I uh, I made it to like the last two rounds. Uh, you know, I didn't do too well. 
And then in 2017, I made it to uh, every round. And I think I ended up eighth out of uh, out of like 70 people. And uh, I actually won my last event. I got first place in my last event. And then last season, like I said, I ended up second out of 93 competitors. Damn. And then when yeah. did you decide to move the switch to Prime? Uh, I mean, I, I actually, last season, I, I didn't run a Pro-Am event. In 2017, I ran uh, one Pro-Am event. So with our Pro-Am up here, it kind of switches from the 5.8 to the 3.8. Mm-hmm. Uh, same FD layout, the Pro-Am guys, we run that twice. Oh, okay. uh, but they run some 3.8 layouts. And if you run a 3.8 layouts, if you, you know, meet all the all the uh, parameters, you know, a, a lower level grassroots guy can run it. So I ran it in, uh, in 2017 and, uh, you know, I had a blast. I went up against actually a previous pro two driver of Chris Johnson. And, uh, and he, you know, he, he beat me, I barely qualified and, and he beat me, but even though he beat me, I still had a really good, really good time. And, uh, I don't know. I have a lot of buddies that do pro-am and they're all, they're all kind of, were pushing me in the direction and I agree with them. I mean, I think I have a chance up there and I'd like to, you know, push my ability, I guess my drifting ability a little bit and see if, uh, see what I can, like what I can do. Nice. Oh, what do you, and then how did you get, or for people that don't know, if you want to explain your, your title sponsor for this year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> so growing up, I've, you know, I've always been a uh, been a Rainier beer fan, and uh, Rainier beer is actually owned by Paps Brewing Company. Um, so, Paps beer, obviously. That's my favorite beer. So. That's your favorite beer, you yeah. Know? It really is. Yeah, yeah. So, on a yeah, I mean, I guess it's already out there, but uh, Rainier beer is going to be one of my biggest sponsors this season. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, going about that it's just kind of starts with a cold call or a cold email kind of just like what you were talking about last episode. Yeah. Um, and I talked to the marketing brand director of the Pacific Northwest and kind of talked about a a few things, talked about my schedule and I sent him a full professional proposal that I had written up myself and, uh, he was on board. He's like, yeah, man, you know, we got to take care of some legal stuff and, I had to sign some contracts and, you know, go through that stuff. But oh, nice. uh, we're pretty much on board and they're ready to go for this whole season. And then uh, how does that work? Because doesn't, I thought, um, like, tobacco and uh, alcohol companies weren't allowed to do, like, major advertising like that. So, you know what? I, uh, I thought the same thing. And I know for sure it's tobacco camp. They, they, uh I don't know what it what if, what is it a law or whatever it is, but I know that tobacco companies can't, yeah. but even alcohol companies can. So, because I mean, it's like, well, actually, you know, not now that I think about, it. well, yeah, I mean, like up here, like Budweiser sponsors our local track, Evergreen Speedway, you know. Hmm. So, I, I think, it, yeah, I, I mean, I have to look it up. I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah, I remember hearing something about that too. Yeah, so I was like, huh, I wonder how this is going to work. Um, at most, they might be yeah. like, you got you to gotta make that sticker smaller. 
or something, right. something like that. Did, uh, did those rainers make it to you? Yeah, I'm drinking them right now. Nice. What do you think? That's what I said. Oh, that's right. You couldn't hear me earlier. I was right. telling you, I was like, I just cracked one open. Yeah. They're great. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes even better. I think I squeezed like eight or, eight or ten in the package for you. Uh, six. Six? Oh, six sorry. Six more than enough for me. <laughs> yeah, man. I actually so, uh, have a whole bunch of beer right now. My girlfriend's dad came over and he brought beer and he always brings more than enough. That's perfect. I yeah. love those people. <laughs> yep. Bring like a 24 pack and they drink two of them and just leave the rest. Mm-hmm. Those are true, true friends right there. Yeah. Friends and family. He's not too bad so far. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, so uh, Rainer hooked it up with a whole bunch of merchandise. Um, just a huge boxes, loads, boxes, and loads of merchandise that I can hand out at events. So. Oh, nice. Doing like if you know some random person comes and asks for a ride along, then you know give them like a koozie or a shirt or something. Yeah, like, koozies are know. my favorite. I have a soft. As long as they're, as long as they're over twenty one, of course. Right. That's the <laughs> thing. You gotta. You always gotta make sure. You don't have to start IDing people, man, before they get in. Yep. So. Where uh, is there Mustang like the only car you've ever really driven like that? Or did you ever so, drive a car and like that? So I, I took the Mustang. I used to take it to a road course, uh, Pacific Raceways down in Kent, quite a bit, and uh, that was back in you know two thousand eight, two thousand nine. But yeah, as far as drifting, it's pretty much the only rig that I've ever drifted. Okay, so um, only no straight axle then. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. I've. Uh, that's pretty much it. I don't even think that I've drove. Yeah, I haven't even driven. I haven't even drove another car. Oh, okay. it's not sure. So. Huh. <laughs> well, as far as drifting, sorry. No, 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 I got that. And then, yeah. Uh, so straight axle is pretty much the only thing you know. What what kind of? Yeah. Uh, what's your trans setup? What trans are you running? So five right now, but that's going away for this season because I am doing a uh, new motor setup. So we're doing a four four twenty seven stroker. So it's a uh, it's gonna be a seven liter, mm-hmm. so full NA motor um, with an FI Tech, uh, you know, fuel injection engine management system. Mm-hmm. So we're being um, for about six hundred and forty of the crank. Okay, so like probably a solid so, five hundred at the wheel. Yeah, hopefully, that would be great. Uh, so that little T five ain't gonna handle it. I mean, it was struggling with. Uh, with the 351 that I had on it this season. So I, uh, I actually just partnered with quartermaster. So it's another sponsor. I, uh, I haven't told anybody about yet. Um, and they are going to help me out with the bell housing, the starter, the clutch, throwout bearing flywheel. Okay. And I need to hopefully I'm kind of in the middle of literally in the middle of, uh, weighing my options, but I believe I'm going to be doing a GSR. Oh, nice. And so the, your car isn't set up for that at all currently, right? No, not at all. Cause right now I have a, uh, I have a clutch cable. So we have like a I, T5 uh, in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the five speed. So, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Which they're pretty strong. I mean, it, it held up to, it's been in the car since I started drifting. I mean, I've, 
beat the hell out of that thing. Yeah. And clutch who knows how many times, you know. What about have you thought about like a top loader four speed? Yeah, you know, I actually had a uh, I had a Jericho. Um and never made it in the car. I ended up selling it. Oh, okay. Um kind of did a trade deal with a buddy and then I ended up selling it because I was going to run that for my last season of grassroots because uh, I didn't think my T5 would be able to make it with the 351, but it ended up making it. Hmm. So, okay. Yeah. But no, I, uh, so I, another company that sponsored me, JT Racing, the company that actually, you know, my buddy that told me that he'd pay for my stuff to, uh, to run the grassroots, they are a uh, parts company. Kind of like uh, your sponsor, where they can get you, you know, any kind of part I need. Yeah. Um, it's also since we're right next to Evergreen Speedway, he kind of mostly does circle track stuff. Mm-hmm. So NASCAR stuff. So it's he's got a big showroom um, over there across from the Speedway, and he uh, he's been helping me out quite a bit. So uh, I don't remember. I've been thinking about running like changing up to the Tilton. Yeah. Um, set up for like the bell housing and where they throw the starter on the back instead. Yep. Yep. So, so that's like, uh, we have a bunch of that stuff laying around used. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking to buy. Yeah. So, um, you should, uh, you should message me and tell me exactly what you're looking for. And I can let you know if we have anything used laying around over there. Yeah. I will definitely let you know. Yeah. So you have a, you were telling me you have a Muncie, is that right? Yeah, I got a Muncie four-speed. It's the uh, first one, so it's the M20. Okay, yeah. Um, but right now I'm going to order a rebuild kit for it, and I might, if I have the money, I might do the upgrade to make it a M22. Okay. Which kind of, it, it has a bit of a whine to it, just the way a dog box would. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not exactly straight-cut gears. Yeah. Or at least they're... They basically, if you Googled it, it looked like a straight cut gear and a synchro gear had a baby. Okay. So they're not exactly straight. Yeah, um, but. But they are diagonal, but they st- they're still, but they're not quite a synchro either. Yeah, yeah. But it'll pull up to the abuse that you put it through. I mean, our the late model car, I pick crew for a, a, you know, a NASCAR circle track car. Oh, you did? And, oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. So. Not like a NASCAR, but just our local Evergreen, yeah. um, you know, event. And he has a Jericho in his, and I mean, it's, they're all, all those four speeds are so strong; they can handle you know anything. And he's got six hundred and fifty horsepower. Yeah, and then what? Huh, a Jericho. I have to look that up. Yeah, it's basically. Yeah, I mean, it's super similar to the Muncie, but it's the Ford version, right? No, no. I mean, it's it's not uh, Ford oh. or Chevy based. Oh, no, they're yep. they're, like, they're their own thing. Yeah, got it. Okay, but they're not like the straight cut gear type. Uh, they have Jerichos that are. Oh shit! But no, I don't think that they are. I don't think that. Well, I mean, wait, how am I trying to say that? So yes, they do. Mm-hmm. But the one that he uses is not. It's not a straight cut gear dog box. Gotcha. Here, watch, I'll send you a picture of what I'm talking about. You're able to see the the two di- the differences between the two. Yeah. Um, like, they're not as... What's the word? 
You know how like on the synchro gear, it's it's kind of got like a certain angle to it. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so it's not as angled, and it's it's just a little bit. It just looks a little bit beefier. Yeah, but that's it's def, sure. but it's definitely not a uh, a dog box by any means. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. So that's probably what I'm gonna end up doing. Uh, cool. We'll see. Hopefully it works. Yeah, I mean, if if I end up not going with the GSR, then I'll be doing basically a Muncie or a Jericho. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you. And then some, I'm pretty sure either one of those are either. It's like if you find one for like super cheap, you gotta kind of like jump on it anyways. Yeah, yeah. We actually, I actually have. Well, I don't have, but John, the owner of uh, GT Racing, he has a couple of them laying around used right now at the shop. I think one of them's a, uh, actually, I think it's a Tex Racing uh, Super T10. Yeah, that's another one I was kind of looking into, but I wasn't sure uh, yeah. if I really wanted to go with that because uh, there's some dude, I don't know if you know, uh, Mike Diaz, he ran a couple yeah. of them and he blew them both up. Oh, did he? Yeah, um, but one he had in the tr- the car for a while. And it's, and then it, he blew it one day, and then he got another one, and then he blew that one within like a couple weeks. Oh, okay. I, see. I think the second one just might have been like a bad one that was already on its way out. Yeah, it was, the gears were already all beat up. Yeah. Gotcha. But so, how did you even get into drifting, man? Uh, just a bunch of buddies. Um, the same guy that kind of got me into uh, into Mustangs back when I worked at Les Schwab. He uh, he was out at the track drifting his uh, his daily driver, which is also on SN95, uh, and he invited me out there. Um, I actually live – I can see the speedway from my house. I live 0.4 of a mile from Evergreen Speedway, so it's super convenient. I literally can hear uh, hear the cars drifting on days that I'm not at the track. Oh, damn. So it's it's pretty cool. But uh, he, uh, he invited me out there, and – I was kind of hooked from the first day I jumped in his car um, and it kind of took me a while from the day that I jumped in his car because I was probably back in like 2014 and it probably took me like, I don't know, six or so months to, to buy a car and it took me about another six months to, you know, finish the stuff I needed to do to get it back on the on the track and the first time on the track was, so I guess it was probably like 2015, so first time on the track was 2016 like I said and since then, that first day on the track, I mean, I was completely hooked. Yeah, it doesn't take much. <laughs> no, not at all. Exactly. Yeah. I actually, uh, I've actually seen uh, your car that you bought, the CTSV. I've actually seen that thing out here at Evergreen drifting um, a few times. Oh, nice. Uh, when yeah. Kyle did it, had it, right? Yeah. yeah, so he was out here for a couple Pro-Am events. Uh, this had to have been... This had to have been in 2016, mm-hmm. or maybe 2017. Actually, it probably, it was probably he did one round it in 2016. Yeah, okay, so maybe it was then. If I remember right, I'm pretty sure he got, like, second. Yeah, he, uh, but for some reason, he just didn't end up liking the car. He, he got out of yeah, it. Yeah, that thing was shredding. Yeah, and you know what? He's also, from my understanding, he's also supposed to be, like, a really good driver anyways. Yeah. Um, but he said that he just wasn't a huge fan of the car. And then, oh. like, I remember I had just finished building my BMW, and he was like, hey, the car's for sale if you want to buy it. And I was like, I was like, what are you asking? And I was like, 
I don't think I can get that much for my BMW to replace it. Like, I just finished <laughs> building this thing. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, he ended up parting it out. And then uh, I wrecked. And then as soon as I wrecked, he he messaged me. He's like, hey, I still got it. <laughs> and it was just a shell. Perfect timing. Yeah, but he was mentioning, he's like, no one had any support for it. Um, like, he couldn't. He didn't. He didn't even have like a dual caliper set up. Mm. The knuckles he had cut. You know, he wasn't like he was okay with them. But he said, you know, it's like it could be better. That was yeah, one of his biggest sure. deal. Is how like it could be better. So yeah, he ended up getting out of it, and then he bought an uh, what is it called? I think it's an XLR. The Cadillac that looks like a vet. Yeah, the XLR. Okay, it is XLR. Yeah, yeah, he ended up getting into one of those. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he's going to be building that next. But everything from that shares from the Corvette, so yeah, whatever he's going to do is going to bolt right in. Oh, okay, I see. So That'll be gnarly. Yeah, but I found out how much those taillights on the XLRs are like four grand for a pair. Wow. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's yeah, I don't think I'd be uh, getting yeah. close to any walls. Yeah, and then I, I even looked like on eBay. There was yeah. one, like just for one side, was going for like six grand. That is fucking unreal. I don't think the guy's going to get it, but you know what I mean? Like that's nuts. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. I mean, I think I went through like uh, probably like 10 left side uh, taillights this year. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> at Evergreen, you know, the very last corner... Uh, you jump up against the wall. Well, they kind of switched it. The pro guys don't go up against the wall anymore, but we still go up against the wall, oh, and yeah. I always hit that thing. <laughs> yeah, that's. I kind of got lucky because there's like a base model to my car, so they're like a dime a dozen. Yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, my. It's like dude, I can get them. I can get a pair for like twenty bucks. Yeah, exactly. The only thing is, like, they try to still try to tax you for the Cadillac. Oh yeah, like, the. No, these aren't these aren't that much, buddy. Let's let's be real. Yeah. So, uh, but like local to me, we have a uh, we have like an auto dismantler. Well, it's a pick apart. Yeah. yeah so same they, thing. Uh, but they have like they kind of have their basic yard, and then they have what they're what they consider like their primo yard. Okay. So it's just like a anything that's like two thousand or newer, or some shit like that. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So it's kind of nice. And yeah. there I can get like all the body panels I need if I need doors, fenders, headlights, headlights. Yeah. So we'll see. I need to go find a wing. You don't have one on your car right now? Mm mm. Gotcha. I want to get one on there though. Not a big wing, just a stock one. Yeah. It, it looks all right. Especially with yeah, a, a lower uh, car. They don't make anything. I mean, they make aftermarket. Kits for my for my Mustang, but they uh, they don't look good. <laughs> yeah, you know that I'm not a huge fan of like um, like body kits, aftermarket yeah. body kits. I never have. Yeah, them. me neither. And uh, I like there's something there's certain things I do like. Like I'll add a lip to a car. Yeah. Or like, you know, some. I wouldn't say side skirts, but really, like rocker blades or something to go yeah. outside, like. I think that looks good, but that's yeah. like, that's like the extent of what I'll do to a car. Yeah, the only thing that looks decent for my car is basically a Celine body kit. So same, you know, 
it's you know OE from Ford, but it actually looks a little bit better. Yeah, no, I agree, and then that's how the same thing with the Cadillac is. Is like the base model doesn't have a body kit on it. Yeah, like the V series came with a body kit and it just looks more aggressive. Yeah, the, but it doesn't the V look... front bumper looks better than the yeah. base. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's not like. I don't know. I want to say it's not as aggressive as you would see like an aftermarket body kit be. Yeah. I hit up, uh, well, I tried reaching out to uh, VIS Racing uh-huh. down there in California. Do they make and, uh, Yeah, well, they make a, so they do all the carbon fiber stuff, and they make a carbon fiber trunk for my car and a carbon fiber hood. Well, nice. And I was like, oh, man, you know, even though I'd have to, well, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if I'm going to have to cut up my hood this year. Last year, I had to cut a huge hole in my hood for my intake. But um, I was just thinking, I was like, man, that's an easy way to, you know, shed some weight. So I tried to reach out to them, but they, uh, well, I left them a few messages and a couple of emails, and I haven't heard anything back. So, so have you cut uh, anything out, like any metal out of your car, like unnecessary metal? Yeah, um, a little bit. I'm going to do quite a bit more this season but we actually just added quite a bit of uh you know metal for that tube rear and for the whole fuel cell enclosure um my last round of 2018 i was going against uh orion which a lot of people know orion he's a a youtuber okay and he moved here from florida and basically just uh just moved up here to run uh pro-am to get his pro 2 license and uh he was running both series he was actually running grassroots and pro-am in the last round i uh, was going against him and he's in first place and i'm in second and basically if i would have beat him then i would have uh finished out the championship and won and got first place well i uh i went first and uh you know had a great lead run um no problems at all. And then I go to chase him and I'm just on his door, the entire three eights bank, no problems at all. And we get to the last corner and I get lost in the smoke and I end up smashing the wall, uh, super hard. It's probably the hardest hit I've ever had. And, uh, basically went ass to face and smashed up the whole rear, smashed up the whole front, broke a tie rod. And I, I technically didn't even make it past the, the finish line and uh after about 10 minutes the judges awarded us a one more time so i had my five i had to call my five minute timeout and me and my whole crew replaced the whole tie rod and the tie rod bolt that that i have it's kind of like a uh, tapered uh, bolt mm-hmm. for my tie rod with the spacers got that all replaced and got back out there but my toe is all jacked up so basically i lost that that match and ended up that's how I ended up in second place. But that, uh, what I'm getting to is that that moved my rear uh, strut tower about an inch uh, up, which I had no idea about until Luis told me. Um, yeah, until Luis told me a few weeks ago when we when he was uh, redoing some stuff there. So basically, we added quite a few bars. We redid my down bars and kind of added a cross brace, almost like a strut tower bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of stiffen that up a little bit back there and give some support to where if I smash the wall that hard again, it ain't going to move. Yeah. So. That's what I need to get in there. Yeah, so other than that, as far as cutting the stuff out, I mean, just the stuff for the rear uh, tube, 
two beer, and then uh, that's about it. Hmm. Yeah. So anywhere I can save weight, I'm going to this season. I'm taking out the rear quarter windows and putting those, changing those to Lexan. I'm changing out the rear window to Lexan. So. I don't even have windows. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know where they're at. No, both (laughs) cars I bought didn't have any. Well, you guys don't got to worry about rain down there. We certainly don't, even though this (laughs) week has been hell. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, it's down there. Yeah, it's, uh, this isn't the California, the SoCal I know and love. Yeah. Yeah, so up here we, we drift, you know, all year long. Like, well, they actually just canceled the event last weekend and this weekend because of snow. And that was, like, the first time they've ever done that. Because normally we don't get a lot of snow up here. But we got, like, fucking three feet last week. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it was nuts. So it's usually just wet up there, not necessarily. Yeah. Snow. Got it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we get snow sometimes, and, you know, maybe like six inches, you know, it stays around for two days and that's it. Yeah. But rarely do we get more than like a foot, and we got like three feet last week. So the way you guys get snow is the way we're, we get rain. Yeah. It just comes in a bundle. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a bitch now. Yeah. But, so what are you running for, um, like, rear end? What do you got going on back there? Uh, so, as far as like gearing goes and stuff, and uh, yeah, so <clears throat> right now, um, I've only hit the five eighths bank at Evergreen, um, which when I say five eighths bank, that's what I'm talking about is basically the FD Seattle layout. Um, when I I've only hit that a couple of times, and I realized that uh, and I needed to switch up my gearing. Mm-hmm. I have three seven threes right now. And uh, and that wasn't cutting it, so I need to bump up to four uh, tens uh, for this next season. To uh, because basically when I when I'd shift to fourth, it would just be too low in the RPMs to be able to carry me through. Yeah. So I'm gonna bump up to four tens, and that should help with that. Uh, but basically, I just have a uh, I have a mini spool mm-hmm. with a diff, obviously, thirty uh, one spline axles. And uh, 373 gears. Not bad. And then to support the rear end, I actually have the same uh, the same uh, rear lower, what do you call those? Drop. They're kind of like uh, drop mounts. They kind of help with the, uh, the anti, um, what is it, anti-squat and uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Wheel hop. Mm-hmm. So those drop your lower control points. I think I know what you're stuff. talking about. Uh, the same ones that, um, what's his name, was talking about last week for his Mustang. Yeah. Yeah. So I have those. That helps a little bit. And then I have a pan hard bar. So that helps a little bit also. And this year I'll be switching to a uh, to a torque arm, and that'll get rid of my uh, rear upper control arms. And that should, uh, should help with the wheel, a little bit of wheel hop that I have right now. And then are you still, like, on stock bushings, or do you guys run poly? I don't know anything about. Yeah, so right now the rear upper control arms, the best bushings for those are stock mm-hmm. because the other ones bind. They bind, and the stock ones don't bind. So right now the rear uppers are uh, are stock, and then the rear lowers are basically what comes in the maximum sports kit, which are, I believe, the poly. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. The front control arms, I have Delrin bushings and all of those. 
Okay, I was gonna. I was just about to ask you, like, so what did you do for an angle kit? Yeah, so um, you know, fortunately for me, uh, I'm able to use uh, tools that I use at work on my laptop to uh, create parts. Um, mm-hmm. So I was able to uh, fab up my own angle kit on uh, on Katia and design it out with a buddy of mine, um, and we kind of you know put our heads together. He already had a base of what he did on his car and I, you know, needed to do something for my car. And he's like, well, it's a perfect time for us to, you know, work together and put down a solid design and, you know, have version two of what he kind of already started. Nice. So we, uh, I drew up some control arms and we kind of built them and they've worked ever since. Nice. And then did you do anything to like the lower control arms? Yeah. So that's all we did was, uh, was cut the knuckles, you know, and built the lower control arms themselves and then built like a little bump steer kit. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. Basically, I mean, just like your, you know, cut and extend. Yeah, I, I haven't done any of that stuff. I just yeah. take, I don't, I didn't finish high school, so I don't know geometry. <laughs> uh, that's all right. <laughs> so, you can do it. I, I probably have to like relearn it. Yeah. Or learn it period because i don't remember learning it at all but we'll see and then do you do your own welding or no not so much so i uh i don't trust my own welding um i can i can weld up uh let's say you need a tab welded i'll weld that that's no problem but uh but when it comes to uh when it comes to you know part of the roll cage or uh or the real rear tube or anything. I don't trust myself, so that's why I have Louise do it. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I, I'm trying to learn a little bit. My buddy who uh, who I pit crew for on the super late all time team, he's a hell of a fabricator, and um, and he's kind of teached me a little bit here and there. Oh. But with welding, man, I've realized it's uh, it's kind of a lot to learn. Yeah, I could see that, and then yeah. that's what I'm trying to do right now is learn how to weld. So. Yeah. And I'm just doing it by myself in my garage watching YouTube videos. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, I, I'd love to learn. It's like one of those things where, you know, at some point in time, I, w- I want to learn how to, you know, fab up a, a full roll cage and stuff like that. But yeah. like, as far as right now, I, uh, I've been, <clears throat> I've been kind of crunched for time. Uh, back in November, I was playing a uh, flag football and I ruptured my Achilles so I uh, I had to have surgery and I've been out for like three months. Oh shit! <laughs> Were you doing like so, something on Thanksgiving morning? No, no, not Turkey Bowl. Oh, this was, uh, this was right before Turkey Bowl. So you didn't even get to play Turkey Bowl. Yeah, I was pissed, dude. Damn. You know, I've never actually played, but it's something I would. I've just never been invited to go play. It's something I wouldn't say no to. You can show up to any football field, high school football field on Thanksgiving morning and probably find a game that you could pick up and play. Huh. Yeah. So this was right before then. So I've been out, um, not able to do anything for pretty much almost three months. Uh So I haven't been able to do anything on the car other than get it to Luis and get him going on it. Well, it's better than nothing. Yeah. And then does your job require you to do like extensive like physical well, so, so I so how do I explain it? So no, so basically I was on short time disability uh-huh. uh, work because I couldn't work, 
it's not that I couldn't work like from home. It's just that I I was on painkillers for a little while. Oh, so it's yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and you're still able to drive this season. Look at you, man. Yeah, I know. I drove. I bought a missile car probably. Shit, I don't know. It would have been about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I bought a uh, S197, so a 2005 GT. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I drove probably, yeah, it's probably about three weeks ago. Um, kind of, doctor said, yeah, I definitely should not be out there driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had to go out there and drive it. Dude, I missed driving. I was, um, last night I was like watching videos. Or, no, not even fucking, oh well, yeah, there were videos on Instagram. Of everyone like going out and testing their cars, and I was like, "Man, I haven't even fucking looked at my car." Yeah, like, I'm kind of scared. <laughs> I'm it's scared. Been in the Round, garage. Uh, let's see, April 29th, so almost two months away. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I'm nowhere. Yeah. Ours is and ours I, is on March 2nd for the round one of the drift league, which I was kind of irritated with, but whatever. Yeah, so, and I currently don't have my car here at my house. I don't have my motor. My motor's in a different state getting built right now. And I don't have my fuel system set up. It's kind of, the fuel system's just sitting in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have, a, I have a lot of work to do. Yeah, that's why I, I kind of try to do everything myself. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention the whole uh, trans set up. Slave and all that that I need to put in there. Yeah, one I can't afford it. Two, then I have to rely on somebody else to finish something for me. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm kind of the same way. I think either way, even my motor still would have been sent off, and I would still have Louise doing the stuff. But I do try to do as much stuff as possible by myself. That way, you know, it's done, and I know it's taken care of, and I don't gotta you know coordinate with other people to try to get stuff done. Um, but sometimes. Sometimes that just can't happen. Yeah, that's true. And then um, when it comes to like your program, do you have like a spotter? Do you have like a team? What do you What do you got that set up going? Yeah, so actually, all last season, I I, I take it real serious. Um, I be as prepared as possible. Um, all my tires were taken care of last season, so that's super nice. But I come with a full crew. I have, let's see, last season it was one, two, it was about three regular guys in the pits um and then uh, a fourth guy uh as a spotter i should say three three guys and a girl because my girlfriend's always there helping me out and taking her taking care of uh all the hard stuff that uh that i surely shouldn't be taking care of so um but yeah we have a full crew um i also have a big team um i'm on team drift rebels up here and we're basically all mustang drift team so there was one two three four four out of six of us regularly competing in grassroots last season so that also helps that's a pretty large team Um, what tires were you running last year so i uh i run the triangle tr9 My uh, good buddy up here, Eddie Gonzalez, he drives a, a GT. Bit. You said triangle. Yeah, so my good buddy Eddie Gonzalez, he drives a GTO up here, and he's uh, on a ride from triangle. And so he gets us pretty good deals on the TR968, and uh, that's kind of all I've used since I started. That's kind of all I know. 
I mean, I've tried out the, you know, the Nankings and a few other tires here and there, but, uh, but I've always been on the triangles and, and I love them. Hmm. I, I, let yeah. me see which ones they are real quick. Yeah. I've ran some myself. Um, it was just one pair I ever ran. They weren't terrible. Yeah, no, they, uh, the biggest thing that I like about them is there's no, no chunking and, uh, and they've lost a really long time. And obviously, you know, the grip. Yeah, those are actually complete. the ones I, I, I wrote on. Yeah? Yeah, but I, I wasn't able to find them again. Oh, really? Yeah, unfortunately. I think, I actually think we get them from California when they come to us. Hmm, I, Cause cause I'm, I got them from a local guy here, some dude, uh, Andy's Tires. Gotcha. He had had them, and then he goes, he never, I'd never seen it. Every time I go by, I haven't seen him have them again. Yeah. Whenever I don't get them from Eddie, I just get them on eBay. Hmm. What size do you run? Uh, so for grassroots, I run a two forty five forty five seventeen. Okay. Um, this is gonna be on a two sixty five thirty five eighteen. They let you run a two sixty five, huh? Yeah, we can run any size we want. Huh? We're not allowed to. We have to run a two fifty five. You know, some things come come into play in different. Uh, you know, different organizations that are, um, what do you call that? Not feeder programs, but, um, shit, I don't know what that's called. That word's, uh, escaping me right now. To go to Pro 2. Yeah, Pro series. Yeah, yeah, So, it's good. That's cool. I mean, I, I like that idea. I think they threw that idea around up here. Um, but I think part of the idea was getting everybody to run the same tire. Yeah, and it's kind of like, well, why should everyone have to run the same tire, you know? So I think that's why they did, ended up not implementing the two fifty five rule. But other than that, our series is, I think our series is got to be at least one of the closest series you can get to having having to do all the same stuff that the Pro Two guys do. You know, a lot of places, a lot of series, well, like um, uh, Street Texas. Yeah, I believe you don't have to have, like, a suit or a neck restraint or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, for us, for the pro, pro-am guys, you have to have a suit, you know, gloves. Uh, if you don't have windows, you have to have arm restraints. If you have windows, then you can, you know, not wear arm restraints. Uh, you have to have your uh, neck restraint for the 5.8s. Mm-hmm. You know, and basically, they have all the same stuff. You have to have the intrusion bars, same same as the pros. So I think, uh, I don't know, for your guys' roll cage specs, do you have to have intrusion bars? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only thing, I don't I don't think we have to run a Hans device. Oh, okay. Um, I do plan on getting one, though. You should. Just because, like, with the wreck I had last year, like, it could have been a lot worse. Yep. So, so I, was, I wasn't wearing mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had one, and I wasn't wearing mine, and I definitely knocked my head on my roll cage because I'm on a... I'm on like they're not stock seat brackets, but they're core they're corbo seats, and I sit super high, and my head is basically level with the roll cage. I mean, I'm six five, so I kind of don't really have any room in there. But uh, but I yeah. rock my rock my head and kind of wish I had my my neck restraint on because I think it would have limited that a little bit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm a shorter driver. I'm only five six, dude. So oh geez. okay, yeah, yeah. So if I like basically like, do you have the halo seat? No. 
Okay, well, I have a halo seat, so if I look to the left or the right, I can't see shit. Oh, okay, that's what you're saying. Yeah, so, um, but no, my head was nowhere like near a, uh, near the cage when that happened. Yeah. Luckily. But yeah. my head didn't even move around because I had like no neck pain at all. Yeah, no, that's good. So. Yeah, I was pretty, uh, I was pretty, <laughs> I was pretty dizzy after it happened. And we're sitting there, like, I'm doing my five minutes, and I got my whole crew working on my car, and I'm sitting there trying to help out. And I'm like, fuck, I can't even realize, it. I don't even know what's going on right now. <laughs> yeah, you should, probably shouldn't be driving if you're concussed. Yeah, exactly. And then I drove again, but yeah. I lost, so it doesn't matter. Right. And then, <laughs> um, for, because I don't know, I was always curious, like, what's the difference between the uh, three eighths and the five eighths? Like, I've never been to Evergreen, so when, when I was like, yeah, we do the five eighths bank. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, can you pull up a uh, right now? Uh, like, just type in Google Maps. Yeah. Me... And then just type in uh, Evergreen Speedway, Monroe, Washington. Evergreen is one word. Yeah. There you go. Evergreen Speedway, Washington. Blah, blah, blah. Let's go to images. Are we going on maps? You're on maps? No, I just remembered he said maps. Go on maps. Yeah, because it's you got to do it because it's really cool. You'll see why. Hmm. If it's the same one that's still up. Oh, this is Bing. I need to. A... I was just going to Google image search it and see if I can see it from the top. Yeah, you gotta go to maps because mm. it's this is why. If it's still up there, I don't see anything when I go into maps. It looks like I'm just on a map. I should probably switch it up to satellite yeah. view or something. Yep, switch it to satellite view. Let me see. Give me one second. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's being lame. Not as cool as it used to be. So, um, as you're pulling it up, so it used to be when you pull it up and you go to satellite view on Google Maps, mm. uh, it was literally the picture was taken taken during FD, and you could see the two pro cars on the five inch bake. Huh? Shit! Seriously? Uh, yeah, it was so cool. Like it, it had been up there. I think it just changed because I'm looking at. It. Oh yeah, it says map data 2019 so it must have changed but yeah it was super cool like you could see full-on uh two fd cars going on the 5 8 bank that's nuts um okay so i see Give me one second what's up loading right now are you on like dial-up internet out there or what uh, it feels like it <laughs> uh i see there's there's uh there's obviously the big side of the track and then you see like a, a smaller track the oval the so basically that big oval that you see that's the five eights and if uh if you can kind of see a visual you see the darkest marks on the five eights and it comes down to power alley mm -hmm. and then it's around at that last wall so that's the fd seattle layout huh okay. so basically Think of that same layout except for on the three eighths. So that inner that inner oval is the three eighths. Oh, so okay. So okay, now I got it. 
that if, if you're listening to this, you want to go Google this shit because it's going to... Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And then, so the dark marks is basically the layout, right? Yeah, except for on this one, it looks like... Um, so, yeah. So, basically, we on the 3.8s for grassroots, we run, we run the same as the 5.8s. So, we're going the same direction. Okay. And then swoop in to the same layout as the 5.8s. And you guys run the whole bank, right, during 5.8s? Yeah. So, we run the same exact Seattle, FD Seattle layout uh, twice during the season. Okay. And we run a uh, we run a Irwindale layout, but that's coming off of the three eights. Okay, I was going to ask you. Yep. So we go come off the three eights, uh, Monji the the front stretch or you know whatever you want to call it, and then uh, come around the second. You can't really see them, but basically a second light pole, and finish out there. So it's kind of like a mini. We actually call it mini Irwindale, and then we also run a. Uh, I think we run a mini wall. So they're basically FD layouts, um, except for a couple of them are, three of them are on the 3 8 bank. I think that's what the original intention of the Drift League was, and then it just never kind of came to be. I remember, like, that's that's what we were supposed to run on our first round was uh, a, uh, no, the Orlando, Florida track layout. Yeah. That's what it was supposed to be, and then they changed it. Gotcha, I see what you're saying. So, but Wall and Orlando are not too, too much different. Yeah. As far as, like, they're both um, right turns on banks. Gotcha. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, we've only, we've only ran it when we're going down Irwindale. It's, like, it's always exactly where FD starts, and you make a left turn into the bank. Okay, I see what you're saying. So, hopefully, they reverse it this year a little bit. Oh, cool. I mean, it, we have a lot. Mm. We've had a lot of uh, people come out of the Pacific Northwest, you know, and go into Pro 2 and even the pros. So I think uh, I think the fact that we run the 5.8s and it's such a high-speed track, I mean, that's got to at least play some some part of a factor yeah. in you know, some, some high-quality drivers. What are your goals for, uh, for drifting in general? Do you plan on going to Pro 2? Well, I, I thought about that. Actually, not too long ago. I think somebody else asked me the same question. And if I made it to Pro Two, well, I shouldn't say if I make it to Pro Two. I do want to make it to Pro Two, um, at least Pro Two. Kind of see where it takes me from there. You know, the bad part about uh, about me wanting to go to Pro Two is if I get my license this year. You know, we place first, second, or third, and I get my license, I got to build a whole new car uh, before I go to Pro Two. What because, do you say? Uh, there's a few suspension mounting points on my car that's not stock. Oh. So, I mean, I could easily change change them and and use it, but it wouldn't be as competitive. Okay. What would you build? Uh, probably a newer Mustang. <laughs> no, no, I assume so, but like which Mustang? Yeah, yeah. Probably like a 2012, 2013. 13 in that gotcha. range yeah, yeah those, those are expensive to start out with yeah they are um I got a buddy that has one that i might uh talk to him about trying to snag or even go the route of uh gosh what are you his name the guy that was on the show last week is it josh yeah 
So he, he scooped. I think his car was like a V6 when it first started, if I remember right. Yeah, but his is like an 05 or something like that. Is it? Yeah. I thought he had a, I thought his was like a newer one in that one. No, no, no. Oh, okay. When that car, when he originally got that car, it was, uh, what is the, what is the 0.5 body style when they change it? That's 97. Okay. So it was that, and then he put the body panels on for the, the later, oh, gen, the generation I after. I see. Yeah. I don't know if like he went with like, I believe the suspension's the same, isn't it? Yeah. It's all the same. Yeah. So that's all he did was get the body panels. Oh, okay. I see. That makes sense now. Yeah. Um, when I dropped my car off to him, the BMW, to get the cage done, he uh, he still he had just gotten the over fenders. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, and I remember he was uh, he was just at the time he was just mounting them up or not mounting them up. Um, that's the damn word I'm looking for. Uh, he was he was in the process of mounting them. Yeah, yeah, so, sure. They're all. Up, they were on the car, but they were like with uh, with clamps and shit like that. They weren't really actually physically there yet, or at least yeah, uh, permanently there. They're all mocked up. There you go, mocked up. Damn it, like <laughs> damn word. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I know. So they were mocked up for a while, and uh, it seemed to work. Yeah, I mean, I just bought that missile car. That's a you know, it's a O five S one ninety seven, but it's uh it's pretty beat up. I I, I got a steal on it still. I bought it for two thousand bucks, and oh. it's only got fifty four thousand miles on it. So, oh, shit. yeah, that's not bad then. I mean, it's it's the you know the four six uh, V eight, so it's not the five liter. Was there anything wrong with it when you got it? Yeah, it's beat to shit. It looks like the dude did like a five forty and hit every single panel in the car with a guardrail. <laughs> The rear quarter is pushed in like super far, but for two thousand bucks and for me to not have the worry this coming up season. So like last season on practice days, that's kind of how I hurt my motor. That's when I hurt my motor on a practice day. Um, and this season, I'm not going to be running my premium car. I'll just run the missile, and then I'm going to worry about it. You know? Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, the hiccups. Uh. Yeah, last season, after every single round, I had a problem. So, after the first round, I <laughs> after the first round, I got first place, first round, and I was doing victory donuts because we always do after our podium ceremony, we do victory donuts, and I blew my car up. Oh shit! So, that, yeah, that was the stock five liter. Um, so we toss in another, we toss in that uh, three fifty one for the next round, and on a practice day. Like two weeks before round two, I shredded a uh, distributor gear, and that took out my cam, my cam gear. So I had to basically next day air a cam out of California, and put that in. Not even like three days before the before the next round. So it's like every every round I had a problem, and it was just caused from, you know, driving the car. So this year that's kind of why I got that missile car. Yeah, I had kind of had an issue like that with an older car, too. Every time I drove it, it would just break. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. This year, I'm planning on being a lot more prepared. Basically, I have a spare part for everything and, you know, make sure I'm ready to go. 
Yeah, that's something I try to do too. Um, I didn't want any issues. Yeah. So having spare parts is definitely a big factor. Yeah. If you can afford them, get them. But like the spare parts I have are like um, just like common things that go out, like alternator. Yeah. Water. Water pump, power steering pump, shit like that. Like I don't have, you know, a spare freaking yeah or no i know what you mean, you know what I, mean? I, I don't think I'll, i'm not gonna get that crazy but i mean i'll have you know fuel pump yeah. all that yeah all that main stuff yeah just like little things that might go out like something yeah because i only drive a pickup truck you know what i mean i have a pickup truck yeah. and my trailer excuse me my trailer so i can't get a whole lot yeah yeah no, i know i know what you mean it's nice for me i actually drive my car over to the track yeah, I know when he said what uh, yeah. four miles. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. I, I I live about I think it was like eight miles. I checked from Irwindale. That's not bad. Not at all. Yeah, I drive it there, but no, I don't have anybody to drive my truck there. Yeah. So. And then you said you had a team. Excuse me. You said you have a team. What's your team consist of? So. Um people can check us out it's actually uh drift rebels on facebook and uh we have let me see here it's me spencer jonathan uh james aaron carlton cole so we have seven guys uh on our team and i mean it's kind of just like the name drift rebels so it's basically all mustangs um pretty pretty big variety um i have my cars you know carlton's got a fox aaron's got a uh got a sn james has got a sn 351 windsor turboed um you know cole's got a s197 and then uh spencer's got a uh, a new edge so uh so yeah we're basically the you know the mustang drift group up here in the pacific northwest nice and then they're yeah. are they all like pretty familiar with excuse me sorry dude, i got the hiccups really bad that's all uh, sorry, are, they, are they all really familiar with the car so like if something does get tra- thrashed they can like yeah really so uh, so my good buddy aaron actually everybody calls him the mustang doctor because that's kind of all he's done he actually worked for uh, brad's custom auto in seattle which is a really well-known corvette and mustang special specialty uh customization shop and he kind of he's uh my lead go-to guy whenever i need help with anything and if something does break then it's like boom he'd be there to help me out and take care of it i mean we we replaced my whole tie rod uh inner tie rod outer tie rod and a bumpster kit you know when i hit the wall within five minutes and he was one of the guys down there helping out but yeah um if something does happen, all those guys are pretty well known, well known around the car, and kind of know what need to do if I need if I need help during the five minutes or not. Yeah, because no one's, I don't have like a crew or anything like that, so I'm still trying to figure out how the hell I'm gonna work that out. Yeah. When's your guys' first round? Uh, April 29th is the round one, and then we basically go the whole month of june and don't have a round and then we have a round uh two um or wait go the whole month of may and we don't have a round and then beginning of june we have a round so 
And then we also have you ever heard of a Takeover Northwest? No, I have not. So Takeover Northwest is basically uh, our grid life. So this will be the third year that they've done it this year, and uh, I think it's June. Shit, when is it? I want to say it's June eighteenth uh, or something like that. But basically, it's down in Oregon. Um, I think quite a few people come up from California, um, but it's down in Oregon at a in Grass Valley at Oregon Raceway Park, which is a two point five mile road course. And basically, it's super, super sick. They got a bunch of elevation changes in it, and it's just a blast to drive. Um, but basically, I'll be going to that, and it's uh, it's basically just like grid life. They have a concert, you know, and all that stuff, partying, whatnot. But yeah, that's, uh, that might be more affordable for me to go to than an actual grid life. Yeah, and then you have right. to actually be accepted, accepted into grid life. Yeah, yeah, which it's definitely not that bad. I want to say, I want to say the for the whole weekend is like two hundred fifty bucks, which isn't too bad. Um, and then it's like free to camp, and all the other stuff is free. Uh, but the the layout is just absolutely amazing. So much fun. Yeah, that's something uh, on a road course. I'd have to look it up the track at least. Yeah, but and that's a once a year deal. Yeah, that's once a year deal. Do you guys, um, do you guys have like a lot of local grassroots events? Yeah, so we do. Evergreen does open drifts, probably just open you know practice days where you know tons of people go, probably twice a month. And then during the season, we have five grassroots rounds and then five prom rounds. And two of those rounds coincide with each other. So two of the rounds we have, or two, last year it was two. I think this year it's just one uh, where they run a grassroots event the same day as the pro event. So during the season, we have quite a few, you know, practice days and events. And then we can also go and uh, rent out Evergreen Speedway if we want ourselves. So if you get like six buddies, five or six buddies, it's like a hundred and, 40 bucks and you get the whole track for four hours and you can basically do whatever layout you want and you only got six guys out there oh that's not bad at all do no, they, no do they have like test and tune time as well or no um so yeah those are kind of like the like the open drifts is what we call them is that what you're talking about no like so here we have at certain excuse me at certain tracks we can have a test and tune where the track is open no matter what like Willow Springs has several tracks mm-hmm. on their in within their facility. So if you pay like a yearly fee, I think it's like fifty or fifty or like a hundred bucks. And then every time you go to the track, you pay like a hundred bucks for the day and you uh you can drive like one one of three tracks. Oh wow. Okay. No, there's, there's I think there's like five or six tracks, maybe seven at Willow Springs. And you can drive three of the tracks that are there oh no way yeah uh at any time and it's like 100 bucks for the day that's cool that's really cool you just have to have as long as you have the membership yeah 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 and then you know you go is there there like emts and stuff out there or you like no it's just you on your own oh wow doing like a test and tune yeah yeah i see 
They must have pretty good insurance to be able to do that. Uh, probably. I think you kind of sign your life away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense because, like, up here we can't we can't even go on track until the EMTs are there. So. Oh wow. So. Yeah, so us paying that 140 bucks when it's a private day, we call them private day. So when it's 140 bucks, six guys, that includes two EMTs. So we're able to tandem with each other. So, yeah, it's uh, the EMTs have to be there before we can even start drifting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the deal is here. Um, that sounds like a better deal over there to at least have that. Yeah, but I don't know anybody who's driving that hard on a practice day. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So usually, it's just like, let's see what this car does. Yeah. Yeah. When when did you start reaching out to Rainier? Um, How was that process? Was it a lengthy process? Did it just like all come together? You know, it wasn't bad. I, uh... I just started reaching out to him. Oh shit! I just knocked over my beer. I uh, I just started reaching out to him probably, shoot, maybe back in December. And uh, like I said, I basically just talked to the marketing director uh, up here in the Pacific Northwest, and then from there it was probably, I don't know, twenty five emails back and forth, and we basically had everything lined up, ready to go. Um, I had to uh, type out a contract of basically what they offered me and had to sign that and send it to uh, Pabst Brewing Company. Uh, their headquarters is actually in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, okay. So I just sent it to their legal team to look over, and they uh, sent me back one that I needed to revise some stuff on there that they didn't like the wording. So send them that back and basically got an email back from the – brand manager saying everything was go and he signed the contract and sent it back to me nice yeah that's actually pretty fucking cool i didn't know they were based out of texas yeah that's that's where the paps brewing company headquarters is yeah that's uh actually really is my favorite beer (laughs) yeah i had a few sponsors last year and you know this year obviously running pro it's a lot more money and i'm kind of going overboard with my whole build I'm kind of have the factor or I've always had the, you know, the mentality of do it right the first time. So you don't got to do it again. So that's kind of where I'm going at this season. You know, that's why I'm building the 427 stroker. You know, that's why I'm probably doing a dog box, you know, doing a fuel cell, just make sure all my ducks are in a row for the season to have a, to have a successful season, you know, and hopefully get that pro two license. So reaching out to sponsors, you know, I've kind of never reached out to a sponsor and been, uh, rejected, I guess you could say. And I think a lot of people have that, uh, fear when they first reach out to sponsors. And if I could just tell anybody, it's like, don't have that fear at all. I mean, I understand it's hard to do that for some people, but just don't have that mentality going into it and, you know, sell yourself for what you are. You know, if, uh, if you have your full proposal and reach out to people and, you know, show them, that you're a good driver and you know you can really market market for them yeah there's no reason why they shouldn't pick you right and that's the mentality that i think everyone should have when they reach out to sponsors whether it be a small you know mom and pop you know shop in town or even a large company like rainier beer 
I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't even think that I was going to get a sponsorship for Rainier Beer. And I was talking to my girlfriend one night, and she's like, why don't you just do it? Why don't you just talk to them, you know? Who cares? And it's like, yeah, you're 100% right. Who cares if they say no? So, yeah, that's at least kind of, you found, at least you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and since then, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I've probably reached out to, shoot, over 20 companies so far for sponsorships. And uh, probably, you know, over half of them, obviously, I've been turned down for, but it's okay, you know? <laughs> So it's okay if they say no. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Just keep going and uh, keep reaching out to people. Have you tried getting a uh, tire deal yet? Yes. I have been trying to reach to a bunch of companies. From my understanding, uh, uh, both Nexon and Achilles offer their tires to Pro-Am. Oh, really? Yeah. You, it's just it's what it's whether or not they get back to you. Or... Yeah. So I believe I reached out to Nexon. Uh, I don't think I reached out to Achilles. Um, didn't hear anything back from them. I also reached out to Nitto, and they informed me that they only do a Pro Pro One sponsorship for drifting, yeah. which I knew. But you know, it's okay to reach out to people if you think you're going to get denied. <laughs> exactly what I'm saying, you know. But at least they remember you. Like, let's say you get yeah. you get into Pro One and you still need a tire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so then I reached out to a few other companies. Um, one company asked me to send them my proposal, which I did, but I still haven't heard back from them. Um, so I kind of need to do a follow up with them to, to see if I can hear from them. But yeah, it's hard for me because, um, I've never used a different tire the other than triangle. Yeah. Well, so I can't really, you know, lie to them and be like, Hey, you know, your tires are great. I love them. This is, you know, what I've only ran. I mean, I could, but, it, you know, it's not right because I don't even know if their tires are good or not, you know. It's just yeah. off a of per se. So, but, yeah, I haven't got a tire deal yet. I really hope I do because um, that will kind of be the icing on the cake for the season to really help out and and put me in a good spot. But even if I don't, that's okay. Yeah, I actually reached out to Achilles as well. Oh. And, uh, but... The per- their marketing manager happened to go on vacation the same week I sent it. And oh I was man! Like, oh, that's getting buried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm dealing with that with one of my uh, one of the people that I reached out to, except for he was down at King of the Hammers for you know a week and a half. Mm. So right before I sent him the uh, the sponsorship proposal. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's bad timing on my part, but I don't want to keep bugging be- people. Yeah. I was thinking about hitting up Nexon because they actually have a CTSV. Oh, really? Yeah, they have a. Um, it's relatively stock. They just kind of add, added a uh, dual caliper setup. Yeah. Um, they caged it and they put seat. It's more of a drift taxi. Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's not a competitive car by any means. Yeah. But even um, Rad Dan and. Uh, Damn guy's name. The guy that does Maximum Driftcast. Corey. Corey Oswald. He yeah. said that they both driven it and it drives like trash. Oh, really? Yeah. It's apparently so. They're like, just a pile. Yeah, it's but it's a completely stock car. Yeah. Um, it basically just has a, a cage and a dual caliper setup. Mm. So it's still heavy as shit. It's probably not set up right. 
Yeah. So. Yeah, I was uh, I was driving uh, my new missile car two weeks ago or whatever, three weeks ago, and that thing was horrid with no angle. I am uh, not used to that at all. Yeah. <laughs> Kept spinning imagine. out. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I never spin out. Do you, do you run like a grippy setup? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Um, I was kind of, you know, throughout the whole season, last season, I was really working on trying to dial in uh, more grip in the rear. But, um, but yeah, I, was, I would say so. Yeah, because like, like, even on like the Achilles I run, I think I run like 18 pounds. Yeah. And I still need more. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah, I think I was down to, uh, on the triangles, I think I was down to, I think, 20. Somewhere around there, if I remember right. Yeah, because, like, even at the last round of the Drift League, when I came off the big bank before I crashed, uh, my ca- my car would, uh, it would spin out in the middle. Oh, really? Yeah, like, just right away. Like, it would just lose all grip, and it would just spin out. I was like, oh, okay, well, th- this thing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's whatever's. Yeah. What, uh, what are your goals for this season? Do you kind of plan to get your um, license? Do you, what, um, do you, what are your expect, expectations, rather? In my first first pro-am, full pro-am season, I would like to, to finish in the top ten. That would be... That'd be, a, I think, a achievable and realistic goal for this season. Um, this year, I think there's actually going to be quite a few more drivers. Last season, I want to say there was 20 to, oh, I'd say more like 16 to 24 max drivers at, a, at Pro-Am consistently throughout the season. So I think realistically that for the 2019 season i think top 10 would be a realistic goal that's not bad that's uh i have i do not have those same goals i'm just like let me qualify qualify dude i'm sorry man if anybody's listening to this i have the worst fucking case of hiccups right now (laughs) so i've been like hiccuping the whole time is it that right here is it yeah uh my sorry my girlfriend got me this bell for um valentine's day it says ring for a beer so it's probably the worst gift she could ever give me she's dumb (laughs) thank you so if you guys heard the bell that was me ringing the ringing uh ringing the bell for another beer awesome that's no not for her (laughs) yeah she thought it was just like oh this is a good idea (laughs) she probably was going to use it when my son comes over that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think this season, I think we're going to have a solid. I mean, yeah. I honestly think there's going to be like 25 each round at a minimum. So, and we, uh, for Prime here, I assume it's the same as you. Um, basically, if you qualify, then you know you're in. And then we'll make the bracket around how many or ever many people will qualify. Yeah. And then where, where do you normally qualify at? Like, are you mid pack, low pack? I, are you up? Well, for me. Uh, for me, not running Pro-Am before, uh, in Grassroots, we actually adopted the same Lone Star format. So in Grassroots, uh, you your beginning your beginning of the year is based off of how you do in practice. 
And for me this year for round one, I was, uh, I was number one qualifier. No, I was number two qualifier behind Orion, uh, for the grassroots or for, for the Lone Star qualifying. And then I think each round after that, it goes by your standings, season standings. I might be wrong on that, but, um, I was always on the top bracket. So basically I was top 16 guaranteed, um, up in the, you know, in the higher bracket. I don't know if you know how the Lone Star drift format works. No, I, not not too well. But I always yeah. thought, like, what if, uh, what about the people who kind of like thrive under pressure? Yeah, um, I think I do pretty well. I mean, I get a little nervous here and there, but uh, no. But I, I mean, what about the people who do better under pressure? Oh, who do better under yes, pressure? Yeah, there, there are people who will. Su- suck all day in practice but for some reason yeah you know yeah there's there's definitely some of those people out there i mean i don't i don't i don't think i'm one of those people but yeah like for me at work that's how i am oh yeah oh for sure it's the only time i actually work yeah (laughs) the only time i'm like oh i'm supposed to have this done already i'll wait to the last minute yeah it's more of a procrastination thing yeah i know what you mean there so i could i could see me doing something doing that so you so you guys don't have qualifying at all no not in grassroots so basically they'll they'll rank you how you practice Mm. and you'll kind of get put in a bracket but the bracket goes from right to left and basically there's eight rows and then eight spots. So, like that first round, I qualified second. So, Orion was first. I was second. And then it goes straight down eight spots. Then it goes to the next row. And it goes down the next eight spots. And the next row, down eight spots. Next row. Like all the way to row five or six. And then basically row six battles row five. And then it goes across uh, right to left. I'd really have to see the bracket. Yeah. There's a, it sounds like one. super complicated. It's it's kind of complicated at first, but if you go to uh, Lone Star Drifted a video a long time ago, it's probably I don't know if it's one of their first videos, but um, it's probably one of their top videos, and they did a big video on it. Kind of, I think it's I think it's great for grassroots. Um, I don't know if they do it for their pro am, but it's great for grassroots because it basically you're in the show no matter what, and you don't have to qualify. So, no, I mean, for Pro-Am, I don't think it's good because you're not really in that mindset, you know? Yeah, I uh, honestly, I think I would disagree. I think you kind of, what if you go to you Pro 2 and you're not ready for that mindset? I well, no, that's what I'm saying. That's because uh, I think, I think in, I don't know if I'm right, but in Texas, I think they just, they have that format where they don't qualify for Pro-Am, do they? I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. Oh. Yeah, and I I don't think that's the way to do it. I Actually, think that next qualify. week's guest will tell me. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so. I think that uh, I think you should qualify because I mean, that's only going to prepare you for Pro Two, right? Yeah, I I agree. Uh, at yeah. least that's how I see it. And then like like the tire deal, I think people, at, at least the drivers who are going to go to Pro Two, I think since they know that the Pro Two tire is two fifty five, I don't think yeah. they should run anything bigger. Yeah, no, that's true. You know, even I, if even if their series allows it, I think they should be like mentally like, "Hey, I know I'm gonna go somewhere that's 
says I can only run, you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I don't know. But would it be, would it be easier to, would you, if a bigger tire during your pro-am season gave you more grip, and what do you think about running that tire to, you know, hopefully improve your grip and get you that, that license? And then, you know, like practice a lot on like a 255 or something. Yeah, but what's the, uh, what's the actual, like, what's, what's the real likelihood of that happening? You know, you yeah, know? true. So what's the likelihood of you, let's just say you, for instance, you, you run yeah. a 275 and you just dominate on it. Yeah. You know, what's the likelihood that during the off season of going to Pro 2, you already said you needed to build, rebuild a new car. That you're actually going to get that seat time in the 255. Oh, that's so true. In no, a, I agree. In a completely different car. Excuse yeah. Me. No, I know exactly what you're saying. I agree. So I think I just don't want to see somebody do that. Yeah. And then kind of bitch about the situation. Like, you kind of set yourself up for failure. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. nobody's fault but your own. Yeah, that's what you're saying. So, but it just depends. I guess everybody wants to do something different. No, that's true. I don't want to run 255s, I'll tell you that right now, because it's going to make my car look like trash. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The car looks good with a 275 under it in the back and a 245 in the in the front. Yeah, but I don't think, uh, I think up here, I don't think I've ever seen anybody run bigger than a 265 that I can remember. Yeah. I help out, I've helped out my buddy Eddie and Pro-Am for a couple of years, so not as much this year, but last year I helped him out, I think, around. I don't remember seeing anybody else running anything bigger than a, uh, than a 265. 265. Yeah, because everyone's what, what, relatively around, like, what, from anywhere from 350 to about 600 horsepower. Yeah, or less. Um, yeah, we have some guys that are... They're, but it's not the, I mean, yeah. like the average. Yeah, 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 around so, that. And you, you always have, like, a few stragglers who are running, like, 200 horsepower, and they're usually fucking killing it. Yeah. Yes, I agree with you there. Yeah. But. Yeah. Do you. Would you go into Pro 2 immediately or would you like take a season off to like prep for it? I think uh, with the fact that I'd have to build a car, I would. Uh, I'd take a season off, but I'd try to make one round. Like, you know, one of the later rounds, like Texas or something like that. Or. Come 2020, if I do have my license and they come back to Seattle, then it would be a good round to shoot for, even though it's usually earlier in the season. Yeah, just to kind of like get your feet wet on it. Yeah, yeah. Even if I had to modify my Pro-Am car to be able to even make it out there. I mean, I'm one of those guys that don't care if I make an ass out of myself, but I still want to come prepared and, you know, but I think getting my feet wet would be a, huge deal yeah it's kind of it's one thing to like not be a good driver so to speak but you know Mm -hmm. it's another thing to not be a good driver and just not be prepared to yeah to go do what you kind of signed up for yeah exactly yeah so because that's me (laughs) don't do that yeah terrible but all right man is there anything that uh we missed uh that's a good question you tell me. I, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, you know. No, I don't think so. Actually, uh, I, this is probably going to be a biased question, but if someone wants to get into competitive drifting, what do you think they should start with? Which chassis? Oh, jeez. 
Jeez. I don't know. What am I supposed to say? I'm supposed to say 240 or BMW. No, don't say either. <laughs> no. Um, I'll, how about this? I'll tell people my experience. Uh, obviously, you know, solid axle. What's everyone say about a solid axle and drifting? Oh, it's not a good, you know, not a good rig to drift with, blah, blah, blah. Well, I just beat out 93 other guys or 91 other guys in grassroots and there's probably five of them that had solid axles so you know i think i mean i'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything but and i'm not the only one out there that drifts a solid axle but i think that i drift pretty well with a solid axle and uh i would say that uh my car a 94 or 95 even a fox body um would be a great first drift car uh, I got my car for a thousand bucks, and it needed a uh, needed a clutch. So you can go and buy an AutoZone clutch for fucking two hundred bucks, and toss it in, and weld your diff, and go out there and drive, and have a blast doing it. And then from there, you know, just build it up and put some angle on it, and then you you know basically have a grassroots car for twenty five hundred bucks. So in my experience, I would say go out and get a Mustang. That's not bad. There's Camaros out there that got straight axles, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's you know true. what? I I kind of have a soft spot for IROX. Yeah. For, like, the, the late 80s Camaros. Yeah. Yeah. There was there, there was a guy out here this year in, uh, in what was it? Probably, like, a 96. Um, Catfish. Yeah. And he was absolutely killing it. Was he? Yeah, absolutely. With like an older LT engine, yeah, yeah. Was it LT one or something like that? Yeah, they're still small block Chevys. Yeah, yeah. No, the the LT of today is not the LT of yesterday. Yeah, no, the dude was absolutely shredding. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't like hearing that solid axle myth. You know, I call it a myth because I think I'm gonna gonna do it because I do want a practice car, but I think I just. I also want something different at the same time. Yeah, dude, you should. You should get a Mustang. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, I like my parent, my dad. He'll disown <laughs> me if I get one. It's, it's, it's it'd be a bad day. Yeah. So, no, I'll probably get like an older shitbox Camaro or something. Yeah. An, auto, an automatic yeah. too. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't give a shit. I'll throw a four speed in it for cheaper. Well, there you go. Because if you find a stupid six speed one, they're gonna be like, hey. How do you feel about rape? Because we think yeah. these these are God's gift, so yeah. this is a lot more money. Those older ones still those are still have the T fifty six on them, don't they? Yeah, the uh, some of the LT ones came with a T fifty six. Gotcha. And uh, apparently, the only thing you change is the bell the bell housing and the front plate on the T fifty six. Oh, okay. But I actually don't like that trans, so I wouldn't get yeah. it. Yeah, gotcha. Trash. I, I, have you ever driven one? T fifty six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I hate the way they shift. Yeah. I think they shift like complete crap. But yeah. some people will swear by them. Yeah. No. But. Yeah, not my, not my favorite transmission. Yeah. But all right then, man. Cool. Uh, thank you for coming on. And uh, yeah. if there's anything else you want to add to it. Um, I'll just do a quick, uh, quick shout little out. shout out to, yeah. uh, then, to all the sponsors. And then wherever people can reach you. 
Yeah, so um, you can find me. Uh, how about this? You can find me at a uh, Tory dot to follow me, um, and it's actually Tory T O R Y dot T O F L L W dot me. If you type that in your uh, web browser, that pulls up all of my social media and uh, all the ways that you can contact me. It's actually one of my sponsors, a uh, new startup company who created this website where literally it's your name dot T O F L L W dot me. And you can give that to any of your friends or, you know, uh, sponsors that you're reaching out to. And once they type that in their browser, it basically pops up a web page and it has anywhere from your Skype to your email, to your phone number, to your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and it's all listed on one page instead of someone going to, you know, your Instagram and, typing in your name and trying to find you, you know, and everyone's got different Instagram handles and typing in your Facebook or typing in your Skype. You can just go to this one page and it's all there. Nice. So yeah, a really cool startup company and uh, they jumped on board. So go check them out. If you just type in T O F L L W dot me uh, real quick. And it's a easy way to have people uh, find you. So I'd like to thank them. Uh, obviously Rainier beer is one of my biggest sponsors this year jumping on board um j2racing.parts um you guys can go to that website that's actually a website dot parts at the end and they have a whole bunch of circle track stuff but we can actually order anything you want um a couple other companies quartermaster jumping on board this season helping me out with all the stuff i need for the new trans uh who else do we got we have nate's northwest customs who's working with me on uh on my whole wrap for the car this season and sky blue collective they're actually out of out of uh what is that venice down in california venice beach area and they're a clothing company so go check them out and i think that's it oh accutech gaming uh accutech gaming is a good buddy of mine that owns it and basically he does uh pull tabs so if anybody's listening that has a bar in the pacific northwest area or a restaurant or anything like that he does uh he does pull tabs and he's came in for uh for a big sponsor this season too helping me out with my motor build oh nice yeah so other than that if you want to find me on instagram it's just tory jelenic t-o-r-y-j-e-l-i-n-e-k i was wondering how to pronounce that too yeah check i got it now now it's super simple (laughs) yeah but, but anyways, yeah, like I said, the easiest way is that that to follow me. It's super simple. All right, there, man. Cool. Thanks for having me. On. I really hey, appreciate. It. Thank you for coming on. I, Thanks. Uh, really I cool. Think it's pretty cool that you yeah, think... you kind of got you brought in, you're bringing somebody else into the sport and uh, yeah, I want to give like all of your secrets away from when, <laughs> when it comes to uh, you know finding sponsors. That's why I kind of yeah. asked like a vague a vague question. No, that's totally fine. I understand. Yeah. So, but thank Biggest you. Man. Ross, no, biggest thing is is write up a proposal before you go talk to a sponsorship because that's the number one thing where you go, before you go talk to a company. That's the number one thing they're going to ask for is a is a proposal. So you know, you don't what? know I think how I'm going to have to I'm going to have to have an uh, episode just kind of like strictly about writing your proposal. Yeah, because we've talked about it, but we've never really talked about what we how our proposals look. Yeah, for any I think of my since listeners. Yeah, I think since I announced my Rainier Beer sponsorship, I think I've had, I'd say, I don't know, a handful, 10, 15 people reach out to me and say, hey, 
you know, what does it take to get a sponsor like that and, you know, how I do it. And the biggest thing is, you know, I say, well, do you have a proposal? Well, no, I don't have a proposal. So I kind of have been helping them through the through the process of writing out a proposal. So Yeah. Uh, the way I found mine was Danny George released his. Yeah, yeah. I looked at his before. Yeah, that's that's how yeah. I kind of started with mine. Yep. That's a great starting point. Mm-hmm. Put as much great. information on there as possible. Yeah. Well, I think I'll have another episode where we go more into depth with that. I'll probably do it yes. with my buddy Andrew because he has actually a really good proposal. Yeah, there you go. So he's got a lot of sponsors and he barely drives. Well, perfect. Yeah, so that's oh. the thing. But all right, uh, man. Thank by you, the way, it's really cool that you're uh, that you're doing this podcast for you know everybody in the pro arm world. Thank you. I'm trying. So yeah, hopefully it works out and uh, more people get to listen to it. The show gets bigger. Yeah, for sure. We'll see, but. Hey, man, you have a good night, brother. Well, thanks, Joe. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye.